Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Joseph Bojang. I make a living off of these companies, so I'm not bashing them. I'm just saying these are the facts as I see them. These companies, the people that get rich from Facebook growing are not the users. The people that get rich are the investors, and I have no problem with that. With cryptocurrency, the people that actually become wealthy is everyone that's involved. So if Bitcoin goes, anyone that invested actually becomes more wealthy. So it's even a paradigm shift of what these crypto technologies, the blockchain, the other use cases are allowing. Hi there, and welcome back to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. My name is Bob Gentle, and every week I'm joined by incredible and inspiring people who share what makes their business work. If you're new to the show, take a second right now to subscribe in whichever player you use. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you click that new follow option in the top right page. That way, Apple will queue me up every time I post a new episode, and that way we both win. So before I jump into introducing this week's guest, just a quick reminder again that after nearly 200 of these interviews, I've learned a thing or two about what makes business work online. And it turns out that success does leave clues, and I want to offer that map to you. So jump over to my website and grab your copy of the Personal Brand Business Roadmap. It's everything you need to start, scale, or just fix your personal brand business. And it's yours for free as a gift from me. So this week, we are speaking with my friend Joseph Bojang. Joseph is a super smart, multi-talented personal brand entrepreneur. And there's honestly so many places we're going to go tonight. So Joseph, for the person who doesn't know you, why don't you start just by A, welcome to the show, and B, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what you do. Bob Gentle, thank you so much for having me on the show again. It was great to talk to you and be on your podcast earlier this year where we we got to talk a little bit about marketing. And that's primarily what I do. I started my company in 2015. And since then, I've focused on marketing and primarily digital advertising on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and doing a, a lot of Google as well. And over the years, like any business owner, uh, you love the business you create, but things change. And I always say things change when you change. So um, a lot of what I've been doing recently is actually getting into cryptocurrency and finding ways to actually um, add that to my business. But in doing that, it's been interesting to actually create a new brand as well. I think the reason I was quite keen to borrow into this is a lot of people get quite fixated on what they're about. And I think it's important to be clear about what you're about, but you don't have to be about one thing. I think it was Chris Ducker who has been a big mentor for me. He said that your personal brand is the last business you'll ever need, but it doesn't have to mean you'll always do the same thing. You build the audience, you build the connection, and the connection comes with you wherever you go and whatever you do. And you've been quite courageous about stepping out of the ad world, not out perhaps, but maybe straddling the ad world and other new interests. So that was why I wanted to speak to you. But how is that been going so far? Yeah, I, I think it's something that a lot of my customers have had before. And you'll see that they have their business that they're doing and they're either trying to create a new stream of income or they're they're trying to do something different. And it can be very difficult to understand what to actually keep under the same umbrella. And that was a process that I was actually going through was um, I've been building this brand for my company, being known for uh, marketing funnels and advertising. 
But then when I started thinking about adding cryptocurrency, I struggled a bit to actually bring it in. And like you were saying with Chris Ducker, you can bring this along with you. But part of that, just being honest, was understanding how long I would be into this idea of crypto <laughs> cryptocurrency. Yeah. And I laugh a little bit because I'm thinking, you know, if I were to, you know, make $2 billion in a day, you know, what, what would I continue doing? And I'm kind of joking there, but part of it is I have interest, I have hobbies, and I usually go deep in them. But when creating something, I, that's the question I was going through is, you know, do I actually want to include this in a brand that's already known for something else? And people are going to my YouTube channel uh, for marketing videos or following me on Instagram for marketing. And would they be confused if I started creating crypto content? So that was part of the um, process that I've started going through. And I probably would have made a few decisions differently now. But creating a new brand um, for the crypto content, I think, has actually freed me to make content in a way that I don't normally do it. So I would say that's probably been an, an upside to creating totally different social handles, a new website, a new YouTube page. And I guess part of me wonders if you really needed to do that. But certainly I can see it's probably it gives you this comfort blanket of you're not, to use a Ghostbusters analogy, crossing the streams. You're not sort of cross-contaminating audiences or confusing people, I guess. But what was your rationale for just not continuing with the same audience, but bringing in the new content rather than setting up new profiles for everything? Yeah. So part of it was um, just an understanding I have about how algorithms work. And for anyone that's, you know, not in the marketing world, but you're, you're marketing something, an algorithm is really just the way the machine is going to categorize your your content. So if you post on Facebook um, a picture of your beautiful kids, you might see that there's tons of likes and comments and and hearts on it. But then let's say that you post something that is not as endearing to people and they don't um, respond to it, they don't like it, they don't engage. Well, then you might start posting um, particular content to get more people to react. So the thing that makes this happen and, and makes you do the things you do online is based off these algorithms. And one thing that I noticed is that um, algorithms really start to categorize you based off of the content you've made, and it it begins to understand your account. So there's been a lot of changes on Instagram. Uh, there's some I didn't have a really big following on TikTok already, and um, with YouTube, I wanted to start getting into more shorts. I believe Bob, like one of the best things you can do is create a lot of content consistently um, with high quality, of course. But I, I wanted to create so much content in this new vein that I didn't want people to, you know, ask, well, do you still do marketing? And I also wanted it to kind of have a different feel. So as I think about branding, and I know uh, you've said, you know, certain things like this before, but there's a certain, um, there's there's colors that I wanted to go along with it. And there's a feel that I wanted to, to go along with it, that uh, the marketing content wasn't the same. And there's this concept of ugly marketing. And one thing about it is in this crypto world, a lot of people look like scammers yeah. and you really can't tell what's true. And everyone's saying, get rich quick. And you can't really uh, find the information you want because these algorithms are really promoting a lot of, um, I would say this poor quality content. So I wanted to create something that um, wasn't as polished as I normally make, but at the same time, I wanted it to have a certain look, a certain feel that when people see it, uh, it comes across um, 
really with true authenticity of this is how I am. I'm not going to hype you up. Um, I'm going to explain these things that I think people want to understand. Um, and the amount of content I wanted to create, I didn't want that to interfere um, with the other marketing content. See, that makes a lot of sense. The algorithm, I hadn't thought of that. That makes so much sense that you need to, I mean, if you want to get any kind of traction, the algorithm is extremely important. And if you're confusing the algorithm, never mind your people, mm -hmm. you're going to struggle to get traction. Mm -hmm. Additionally, one thing you kind of alluded to is in the crypto space, there's a lot of risky information and having trust with your audience is of singular importance and holding that. So being seen to be serious about it and, and not being another dabbler mm -hmm. is probably really important. So those are two really good justifications for doing it the way you did it and that I hadn't considered. Well, thank you, Bob. <laughs> Speaking about the information side of things, crypto's not new, um, not by any means, but it is new for a lot of people. So anybody listening who's thinking crypto, is that something to do with cryptography or Second World War code-breaking <laughs> machines or... What's cryptocurrency, Joseph? Yeah, yeah. We didn't, so even, say car we didn't even say cryptocurrency, <laughs> did we? We just said crypto. We just said crypto. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll just give like a, a big overarching view. And uh, one thing I would say to anyone listening, so no matter if you're into marketing, if you are an accountant, if you're a lawyer, if you have a business now and you're building a brand, I wouldn't necessarily say do what I'm doing. I just tend to have a lot of marketing background and capacity to create a lot of content. But if you have a business and you serve people a service, I would consider getting into this field. And I think as I start explaining why, I think it'll it'll give you uh, at least a, a head start on people that might be around you that aren't offering services now. So as an example, if you're an accountant, a lot of people are making money uh, with crypto and they're trying to find the best way to uh, handle that for tax purposes. Um, a lot of companies are being onboarded now and looking to accept cryptocurrency and are not exactly sure how to code for that. If you're a lawyer, there's a lot of developers, a lot of companies that actually need smart contracts either for um, what's happening or what will start happening with smart contracts in real estate, um, what will start happening with other uh, businesses as they start um, using smart contracts. So there's a lot of different things that can happen here. And I know just over the past year, the explosiveness of the industry is huge and it's at the very beginning. So I wanted to put that out there as just one thing for you to start thinking about. It is still very early. But now I'll kind of give a view. So if you've never heard about uh, just this industry um, of cryptocurrency, I like to explain it um, just by using our normal money. So when you think of a, a dollar or a pound or a euro, a yen, whatever your currency is, you can take that. I'll just use dollars because that's what I use where I live. You could take that dollar. I can give it to a business. I can put it in a bank. I can exchange it with a friend. But that system that I exchange that dollar on, meaning that it might go into the bank or it might go to the friend, whenever we talk about crypto, that dollar equals a cryptocurrency. But that cryptocurrency sits on top of a system that we call the blockchain. For us, that would be your bank, that would be the friend, that would be those things. So you need a blockchain to actually move the cryptocurrency around. Those are That's the most basic it can get. 
what starts happening um, a little bit more is that we have these other type of um, products within the cryptocurrency world that get very confusing and very fast. You might have heard of something called an NFT. Now, an NFT sits on top of a blockchain, but it's not necessarily a currency. Um, without going too far, some really cool use cases for an NFT um, would be something that Gary V is using. So if your audience has heard of Gary V, what he's done is he sold something that's called an NFT, and I can explain what that is here in a second, but he sold something called an NFT and he's created a community. So people already trust him for his brand because he's known as a marketer, he's known as a businessman, he's known as an investor, he's done all these things. So when he got into cryptocurrency, there's all these folks that followed him for what he already did and um, wanted to be a part of this new project he was doing. A lot of those people that got in and bought his NFT became a part of his community, were able to go to his events, were able to participate in certain things that he's doing because they're a part of his community. So one cool aspect of an NFT is that if you have a community, you could start doing something called tokenization. And that tokenization gives people value for being in your community. But over time, that value is something they could sell down the road. If you um, are a soccer or football fan, uh, what you'll find is a lot of these um, football clubs are actually doing the same type of thing, um, whether it's PSG or Manchester. They are all kind of creating these NFTs or these um, fan tokens and allowing their fans to buy them. And then there's many other use cases, Bob, and I mean, I could probably keep talking about it, but I want people to know that spending a little bit of time now to actually understand it and start getting into crypto, understanding what a cryptocurrency is, which we kind of alluded to, but it's just currency that is um, cryptographically created. Now that can be exchanged between um, friends, between businesses, but understanding these basics actually gives people um, a head start in what's to come. And I think the, the, the future of it is very bright. And I think this is a great way for people to start jumping on this, um, this train. I think having observed the industry for, for quite a long time now, I think anybody listening, yeah, you do need to start paying attention to this. It isn't going away. And I think a lot of people thought that it was going to go away, that governments were going to ban it. What we're finding is the opposite. Governments are jumping in bed with it. Um, governments are building it into their own economic infrastructure. It's starting in the developing world, but it's the momentum is pretty much unassailable, I would think. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody who doesn't understand anything about cryptocurrency, you're probably going to need to address this sooner or later. And as you're describing at the moment, Joseph, there are huge opportunities within the crypto space outside of actually putting your money down and investing in cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. Simpl simply the expertise that you can bring to bear. Mm -hmm. It really is a, an industry at the stage where even the person with a little bit of information can find some huge advantages because the yeah. majority of people have no information. Yeah. And, and one thing to that, Bob, and, and I, I don't always start with the investment aspects. I, I usually start with the, the use case, meaning that businesses are using blockchain technology and they're using cryptocurrency um, for more than just get rich quick schemes. But I do want to kind of give a, a, a bit of a background into why I actually started paying attention to this and why I wanted to give it my energy, my time, my resources. Um, I started my business and, you know, I had goals that I wanted to achieve. 
And over the years, I started to um, reach those goals and got more coaching, got more mentoring. And one of the things someone said to me is, whenever you have a business, you want to take the profits that you're making from your business and start to invest them, um, ideally, and reinvest those profits into real estate. And I recently spoke to probably a mutual friend um, that some of your audience might know as well. And we were talking about this idea of, you know, business and maybe some real estate or some investments. Now, real estate is not something I had time for. I didn't want to go out and look at apartments or look at condos or look at homes and, you know, figure out how to buy them. I just don't have the time for that. But I started understanding that if I could find either another business or another investment, um, I could actually reinvest the profits from my marketing business into that. Because ultimately, I do want more time freedom. And um, as I started going down the, the road of investments, there's just a lot that I didn't know. So I really didn't understand the monetary system in my country. I didn't understand a lot about how banks worked. I just knew I put my money in the bank. And then at the end of the year, I made 0.02%. <laughs> but I knew inflation was going up. I knew uh, the banks were making a lot of money off my bank or off my money that was in the bank. It never bothered me and I, I never really understood it. But the more I started understanding what my money was doing, the more I started to look at cryptocurrency. And one story I love to tell is um, of uh, Peter Thiel. And I don't know how it is where you are, um, Bob, but here in America, we have something called the SEC. Now, the SEC is um, kind of governs who can do what, who can invest in things early. So let's say when Facebook is around or other companies are around and they want to offer um, something called a security, and that security just means I can invest in this company and I believe I will get, you know, my investment will have a profit years from now. Now, in America, certain people can do this. And how it's been defined is if you made a certain amount of money, you could be an accredited investor. But if you didn't make a certain amount of money, you couldn't be. And one thing that's wrong with this is that just because you make a certain level of money doesn't mean you have certain knowledge. So there's people that uh, one person I love that talks about this is Tom Bilyeu from Impact Theory. He says at one point he didn't make a lot of money. And then all of a sudden he made multiple millions of dollars and he was able to be an accredited investor, but didn't know anything about investing. So there, there's something up with that um, law that really prevents people from getting ahead. And when I mean getting ahead, here's the quick example. So one gentleman, Peter Thiel, invested $500,000 as an angel investor to Facebook in 2004. So $500,000 he was able to invest. The public really wasn't able to invest until 2012. So we have Peter Thiel who puts in $500,000 in 2004. In 2012, Facebook becomes public. They open it up so people can buy stocks. That year in 2012, when Peter Till took out his money, he became a billionaire. He netted over $1 billion off of a $500,000 angel investment. Now, that is something that normal people like me cannot do. When I understood that cryptocurrency was my ability or my opportunity to start investing like the Peter Till's, that's when I started to understand it from a, an investment perspective that later led me to all the other just regular business and world, real world use cases. And we can talk about that as well. But that's that's really why I'm so into it is because I see this as it is speculative, right? Everything in crypto could go to zero. Yeah, it could go to zero. <laughs> but I believe it's highly unlikely 
I believe it's highly unlikely. Um, but even with that in mind, I, I never invest more than I can lose. But if someone had invested in, you know, Bitcoin years ago, or they had get, got to start it, and they just leave their money, I say, you, you invest in Bitcoin, you leave it like a five-year savings plan, don't worry about it. You're going to see your returns are going to be similar to that of what the Peter Tills and the rich people are able to get. Because unlike a Facebook, unlike a TikTok, unlike Instagram, unlike all of these social media companies or these tech companies that we can't invest in until they go public, and they use our data by us donating, I make a living off of these companies. So I'm not bashing them. I'm just saying these are the facts as I see them. Um, these companies, the people that get rich from Facebook growing are not the users. The people that get rich are the investors, and I have no problem with that. With cryptocurrency, the people that actually become wealthy is everyone that's involved. So if Bitcoin goes, anyone that invested actually becomes more wealthy. So it's even a paradigm shift of what these um, crypto technologies, the blockchain, the other use cases are allowing. I'll, I'll say one more thing um, with the with the fan token that I mentioned earlier. So let's say that you're a Manchester United fan or a Liverpool or whatever <laughs> football club you like. Let's say that they have a fan token. Now, there is a, a difference between a token or a coin. But for this example, it, just think of them as the same. So let's say they come out with which they have come out with. Um, a fan token for Manchester uh, United. And if you purchase this token or purchase their tokens, what could happen is that they could say anyone that actually has this token now has a owns a certain percentage of our club or gets certain benefits that you can come back after a game or you can, um, you know, get discounts on your membership or you can get uh, exclusive access to these you know, video calls that we're going to do with the players. The cool thing about it is that, okay, that's fun. We can kind of do that now. But the thing that you can do with these um, tokens on a blockchain is the person that owns it can resell it. Yeah. So if I own it and it goes up in value because our football club is doing great over the next five years, something that I bought for $20 might be worth, you know, $500. And I get to decide, do I want to keep you know, my stake in this in this club and all the benefits I get? Or do I want to cash out and sell that to someone else that wants to buy now? And the benefit is everyone that's involved actually benefits from that. And that's unlike a lot of the systems we have now. So I think as people start to get their head around this and understand what's coming, they can actually position themselves, position their businesses, and even their brands, which is why I've been putting a lot of time into this, is one, to get this message, this education out there for people to understand that this is coming. It's not going anywhere. Um, get involved if you can. Start learning. Um, but they can do the same thing. I'm not saying you have to change your career, but you might even look at your skill set in the crypto world um, because there, there's a huge need for it. And I see, you know, developers and marketers are moving over to this industry and getting paid more because there's not enough. So I know that I, I went long there, but I do get passionate about this potentially being the biggest thing that I will see in my lifetime as far as the opportunity for a new asset class to replace existing systems that we have and people that have as much as $1 are able to get involved. And I just think it's amazing. I think, yeah, around the entertainment space, there's there's a lot of potential. I know a couple of people, Mark Schaefer and Joe Paluzzi, they've both gifted me 
their own cryptocurrency uh, tokens through Rally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I haven't I haven't really looked to see what I can do with them yet because there wasn't very many of them to be honest. It wasn't mm -hmm. that generous a gift. Um, <laughs> but I'm grateful, guys, if you're listening. But yeah, I think one thing that stuck out to me was Peter Thiel when he made his five hundred thousand dollar investment. Mm -hmm. He would have known. You know, this Facebook. It's not a certainty. There's no mm -hmm. guarantee this company mm -hmm. isn't going to have a new competitor and just get wiped out. You know what? Everyone might just have left Twitter instead. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, you never make an investment you can't afford to lose. That would have been Peter Thiel's perspective. If this all goes, that's okay. I think the difference is with cryptocurrency, and this is the problem at the moment, there's no sandbox for major investing. There is a sandbox for crypto. You can start playing, as you said, with a dollar, with $10, mm -hmm. and you can learn how it works. You can learn how to play safely mm -hmm. and Build your competence and mm -hmm. your fluency with the products and the landscape and then become a sensible citizen of this space. Yeah. Uh, anybody who just jumps in with $500,000 and throws it all down on Ethereum deserves to lose it if they've made <laughs> no effort to understand the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Bob, one thing to that, I, I think that's a good caution. And even, yeah, people that are investing in any type of tech startup or company knows that a lot of these companies, 98% of them are going to fail. So I'm sure I know about his Facebook investment because that's amazing. I'm sure there was, you know, 20 other ones that failed that he lost yeah. money on, but this one was the one that, that went well. And, and I think this is just a great example for people who are interested in any type of cryptocurrency as an investment. Um, and there's many other types of ways, you know, their Facebook changed its name to meta. So there's a lot of um, meta universes and, and all of this stuff is, is new and everything is so new right now that we really don't know where things will land. And it's similar to when the internet was here. And one stat that um, I, I think a lot of people mention is that the adoption rate of the internet in 1997 was huge. And cryptocurrency is like just blowing that out of the water, like it's growth rate. And many people every day are getting online. And it's not that you have to play big, but like you're saying, start building your confidence, start understanding what's happening around you, figure out ways that maybe you might even start to accept cryptocurrency. And that's one thing that you know I plan to do over next year is find ways to uh, for people that buy marketing content or courses that I have is how actually can I incentivize people to get started with crypto by giving them a ridiculous deal if they buy this course with crypto. Mm. And one, that's a way for me to set people up to get them into the world, but then making the price so ridiculous that if they feel like they lost their money or they did something wrong, they wouldn't care. And for me, that that's how I'm thinking about it, because I do think the people that don't get involved will be disappointed eight years from now. But for those businesses out there, start thinking about that, because you will attract people uh, that are looking for that. And this doesn't even include all of the you know use cases around the world where people are able to now secure their identity because it's on the blockchain, because they live in countries where you know their their printing is horrible they might not have the documents the government just comes in and says you don't own this home and they take it away but a lot of these um, use cases now are how do we put that who owns this title on a blockchain or how do we put your identity or prove that you graduated from school 
And now you can prove that because it's on a blockchain. You don't have to have these documents that were lost in a, in a house burning down. But now the school that you graduated from is closed. So there's all these kind of use cases that aren't just about money, but it's about the way that our world will start changing. And people now, I, I think, are in a point where they're they're ready for this type of change uh, to where not everyone goes to one single source for all of their information. They're kind of hopping around. So I, I think that that would be the big thing for people to consider. And I think even as I'm building in it, I would say, as you start learning, share that with your audience. And I love that you said that earlier, Bob, is, you know, bring people with you. Don't leave them behind. And I started getting messages on Facebook and on Instagram, like, tell me more. <laughs> Can we meet up? My friend said this. Can you actually, what, what are your thoughts? And I didn't realize at first that people would be that interested. But yeah. just because I said it and they knew me and they knew what I've done before, to where they thought, and I had one person, one actually, um, I, I did a consult recently and the woman had said, you know, I never even thought about it. I thought it was all a scam until you said something. Then I decided, okay, let me pay attention to it. So yeah, I mean, it, it's really important for people to consider their brand as they're doing this. So be careful and, and give caution. But um, this is something that I think it's important for you to know and for you to consider how you actually um, either onboard that into an existing business or even potentially help your clients with it. As you were speaking, and this has kind of popped into my head a few times through the conversation, we're speaking about things like blockchain, digital assets, sort of a hyper-connected world. Mm -hmm. And you must have seen the movie, what's it called? You know the one I mean. Ready Player One? Ready Player One. Mm -hmm. That's the one. And what I know to be true is gigabit internet, at least in Europe, is going to be the standard for most people within a few years. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting it this year. My son, who lives like a mile away, he has it already. VR is ready. It's wholly ready for that kind of experience. That's why Facebook is pulling the meta cat out of the bag right now. And with blockchain, to be able to own real tangible assets in a virtual space, coupled with VR, coupled with a hyper-connected world, becomes a very interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. And what I can see very clearly is in 10 years' time, our experience of the digital space will be completely different. Mm -hmm. And it's time to start laying the groundwork for that. Now, yes, we work in marketing, both of us. Marketing will be completely different through this. And I'm seeing things like Clubhouse and everybody's, all the platforms are now introducing voice spaces. And I'm thinking, what's that for? It's for this because mm -hmm. town squares in real time will become the new content hub, if you like. Mm -hmm. They'll become a communal space, but they'll become communal spaces where you can actually own tangible assets and you can trade them. And this is the future. So yeah, it's been a really useful conversation mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. I, I want to just respond to that real briefly. I think what I sense and what you're saying is getting people to start thinking about and preparing for the future. And one thing about that is right now for many people, things look normal. So I'm not a great, I'm not great at math, but I understand to know, I understand enough to know that we have a linear curve, which starts, you know, at the left and the bottom. And then over time, it gradually goes up like a, you know, like a line that gradually goes up. But then when there's exponential 
change to that linear curve, it looks like a hockey stick. So yeah. there's linear time and then it goes up exponentially. If you have people doing the same exact thing, there's going to be a period where the person that is prepared for the future and their business is set up that way to where they look the same as the the person that's going to grow linearly. Lin, I can't say that word, but you know what it's I'm okay. We know what you mean. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. Over in time, in a linear fashion, in a linear fashion. So they're going to grow the same for probably you know two to three years, but then there comes a point to one person actually grows linearly because they've prepared for it. And I think that's what's happening now. When you think about even what I do, so for what I do, yes, I am specialized. I know a lot about digital ads more than your normal person. But if you put me against your Google algorithm or your Facebook algorithm, their um, matching and their targeting in most cases will perform better than me or just as is the same. In many stores in America, if you walk in, it, there used to be a clerk and they would check you out. They'd ring up your groceries. And then as soon as you you know, are done, there'd be someone else bagging your groceries for you. That's all changed. Now everyone does it themselves. And there's one person that supports 16 different automatic teller devices. If you walk into um, a McDonald's here, there's a kiosk. You go up to the kiosk, you put in your order, and then they make it. So there's, there's all these things that we're seeing now that are being primed and being prepped, like you were saying. But in a, in a matter of years, there's this exponential change and a lot of people aren't prepared for it. And they're not prepared for it because they don't understand how much data is, is being collected and how these machine learning um, programs can actually make great decisions with that. We have genome sequencing, we have data storage, we have blockchain. Like these things are so big, we've never had, we've only had one thing that was somewhat exponential and that was the internet but that's grown over years. Now we have five that are growing all at the same time. So when I, when I talk about education, I'm not just saying it as this is important, please pay attention. I'm saying it in Amazon is creating trucks that does delivery. So there will be less truck drivers with jobs. There will be less kids that can go work at a, a burger place and get a job. There will be less jobs for people because a lot of systems are doing that. To me, people who can invest in cryptocurrency is a way to actually get involved in this new technology that's going. So I, I think it's more than just something that's cool, but the whole systems that we're used to look the same. But if you actually start looking at it with different eyes and seeing what jobs people used to do and how they're being replaced, I think when you take that new lens and start looking at cryptocurrency, you, uh, you become shocked and you want to learn more. And you want to position yourself for the future. I think that's probably an awesome place to bring things to a close. I could keep going on this all night. It's really interesting. I think about even my job now. I have a hard time explaining what I do for a living <laughs> to people in the street. I can't even imagine what that's going to be like in 10 years time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think anybody listening thinking, how, how can I invest today in a skill that will set me aside from everybody? in even five years time, you just found it. Mm -hmm. Joseph, if people want to connect with you, if they want to go further with you, how would you like them to do that? So the best way, if you're interested in any crypto content, um, I've created new social channels. It's life, money, crypto, and that's everywhere. And it's really about investing in yourself before you invest in other things. Um, you can find all the crypto content that I'm doing there. Bob, I'm also launching a funnel 
course, because as you can tell, I'm getting more out of the done for you and helping other people launch it because there's great software out there. So I'll do something special for your group. And um, if people want to go to josephbojang.com forward slash Bob, um, we're going to find a way. Uh, we'll just set up a waiting list from there. Um, I might do something as the first crypto <laughs> sale with your group, but also you can sign up and be notified about when that course comes out should be uh, here pretty soon and would love to um, help you all out as well. Well, also knowing what you know outside of crypto, purely in the marketing funnels, particularly for the personal brand entrepreneur, I'm going to be there because you. you are my guy when it comes to ads. <laughs> Thank you. Joseph Bojang, one last question. What's one thing you do now you wish you'd started five years ago? If, if I could do anything differently um, five years ago, it would have been <laughs> I would have bought $20 of Bitcoin every other week. <laughs> it seems like one of those things that isn't really that significant, but I would have so much money in the bank that I could either invest in, and do so many other things with if I just would have done that one thing five years ago. Well, for the, for, for the listener, what would the result of that have been in terms of dollars? You know, I would probably have to add it up, um, but I would I would venture a guess over um, or multiple millions would be um, <laughs> where I would be now. But I would need to go back and check. And that's why I always say is if you're going to buy it, just keep it for five years and then make a decision then. Um, but yeah, that, that investment would be huge. Yeah. Joseph Bojang, thank you so much for your time. You've been a great guest and I can't wait to speak to you again. Thank you, Bob. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our Facebook group. You'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. Also connect with me wherever you hang out. You'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you.